talk sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anju to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leak. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the dog pound. In the cold, get a gold brown. Sit back and raise the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of The Underdog. Chris Hordell joined by Anshu. Kana Anshu. Chris. Football. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Football is uh, is coming back uh, before we know it, nine days away. And uh, let's. I wanted to do some, some props here. Uh, I've got Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me. And uh, I want to get your thoughts because as we established last year, you are the millionaire maker with your predictions oh, that I mean, no, but all right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I thought we'd take a different approach this week. Last time we looked at some, uh, some individual player award props. I candidly couldn't find them this week. So I'm going to talk about where some teams are going to finish. Let's we'll look at some of the more interesting teams and, uh, and, and look at those bets. We'll go division by division. Let's start in the AFC East. I think, Probably the most interesting team in terms of range of where they could finish. You know, this is there's another team in this conversation too, but I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills to finish first at plus 110, second at plus 190, third at plus 333, and fourth at plus 850. Where do you stand on that? Oh, man. We actually went through this, uh, I think it was before Cam was signed but mm-hmm. we were just talking really vaguely and it was like yeah will there even be a season and look the, the bills are going to be a lot better this year uh, a lot of people are very high on them year three of the josh allen experience and now they add stuff on digs they've added some pieces to that offense in general you get second year vet oliver like they're they're a really good young team with a great defense certainly ascending um but i think that you know like if you're going to give me look at give me those odds, I'm liking them at second because mm-hmm. I just like I, I think it's a total toss up between them and the Patriots. Like there's just no way anyone knows who's going to be better between those two. I think it's very obvious that the Jets and Dolphins will be bringing up the rear in some order. And um, you know, like if you're going to say if you had flipped those odds and said the Bills are plus one ninety to go first and plus one ten to go second, I would have taken the odds that they go first. But I think that's a toss up. So I like the hashtag value on them going second there yeah no chance that that miami or the jets make any noise in this division in your opinion i i would think that the only chance is you know the dolphins have a better chance to imagine yeah exactly exactly right but i don't think two is going to start the season as their quarterback anyway so yeah i mean maybe in that scenario with a, a i i think brian flores could be a good coach and, you know, if that's the case, they, they played hard for him last year. But I just they have so little in terms of like skill position, guys. It's just mm-hmm. very hard to believe. Like, you know, we've talked a lot about what Burrow has around him, too. has none of that. And so unless he is just the dude that can get out there and do it all on his own, it's really hard to picture them winning the amount of games they would need to to jump these two teams. Let's go to the AFC North here. Uh, just before we started recording, 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 you were uh, <laughs> singing the praises of the Cleveland Browns, who you believe uh, could be pretty good. 
unprompted, by the way. I didn't mention them at all. Let's let's talk about those Cleveland Browns here. Um, Bovada has the Browns first plus 450, second plus 190, third plus 130, fourth plus 425. Wow. So they basically just assume that they're going to finish third or second. And the idea is that someone could fall behind. I, I kind of get it. I mean, I think that like, I like the Browns the way that they're building their team. I really mm-hmm. do. And my assumption was that you would see a big step up out of Baker Mayfield with, the pressure sort of off of him and the spotlight off of him a bit this year as it has been. I mean, last year at this time, it was all, I mean, Baker was probably the number one storyline in football last year Mm -hmm. at this time. Right. And this year I haven't heard anything about him. And I was, it was brought to my attention that he hasn't looked particularly sharp uh, this off season, uh, despite year two with, with Odell Beckham, year three with, um, you know, with Jarvis Landry and some of the other pieces, they, they obviously had Kareem Hunt, they had Austin Hooper, they had a bunch of pieces defensively, they did lose Delphi for the season. I, I mean, it's hard, though, because, like, I, I think that, you know, I think that they will be a better team, a significantly better team than last year. But if you look across the division, I mean, where are the wins coming from? Right. <laughs> like, the Steelers bring back Roethlisberger. You know, the, they'll be much better. Their defense looked way better last year after making the trade. Um, so, you know, I for Fitzpatrick, I, I think that, Man, and then the Bengals, obviously, you add Burrow. I think that that's going to be tougher. I guess, to me, if I had to make a pick in terms of, you know, where the money lies, I would actually probably pick them to be fourth after all that. Like, just in terms of, like, what the payout would be. Um, Because I I think that they'll end up being the second, probably the third best team, second maybe in the division, depending on how good Roethlisberger is. Um, But, you know, if you're going to give me four to one odds on them finishing last, I probably would take those. Right, because at the end of the day, there's always the possibility that the Browns are going to be the Browns. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, like all those teams just got better. Uh, I mean, it's it's just going to be hard for them to find a lot of wins in division for sure. There are only two teams with minus numbers in this division, and that is the the Ravens minus 185 and the uh, to finish first and the Bengals mm. minus 285 to finish fourth in their division at Bavada. If you had to pick one of them, where's your money going? Which, which of those two is more likely? Yeah, I think the Ravens are more likely, and especially with the payout on that, because that's just assuming like, all right, so I think that those probable odds make it seem like there's like a 70% probability that the Bengals finish last, which I don't see that. I, I mean, I think that there's plenty of outs for them to for sure not be last and, and maybe even be better than that, you know? And so... Um, I mean, if you're putting, if you're saying one or the other, I, I don't like either of those for, for the record. Like, I, I mean, I think that the, I would pick the Ravens to win the division, but I wouldn't take minus 180. That's, you know, you're paying 18 to win 10 bucks. Like that's, yeah. that doesn't seem right. Um, because I think that they will regress a little bit. And I think that, um, you know, first of all, the Titans provided a little bit of a template. And I think that there are other, you know, they're just like, we've talked about this all the time, but Lamar Jackson that, I'm, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop with right. health wise. Like it's just it's not a guarantee by any means that he's able to play a full season. If he doesn't, how are they better than the Steelers or somebody else in this division? That's exactly my point. That team is more dependent on one player than any of the other teams in the division, and that's scary when you're talking about negative odds. Absolutely, and maybe any team in the league outside of a, maybe the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Yeah, so yeah, with that's you. A- 
That's entirely possible. And that Seahawks, the rest of that roster is improving. So I don't know. It, mm-hmm. might, it might even be the Ravens. Let's talk it about might be. the AFC South. I'm, I'm between two teams here. Do you want to go odds for the Texans or the Titans? Mm. Let's say Texans. They're interesting. All right. The Houston Texans here. Uh, the odds at Bovada to finish first, plus 325. Second, plus 210. Third, plus 155. And fourth, plus 400. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that that third place is what I'd be circling. Um, second or third. I don't think that they're good enough to win the division. I, I'm so impressed with Deshaun Watson. I think he's, mm-hmm. you know, a top five player probably in the league, definitely top ten. I, but you take DeAndre Hopkins off that roster and replace him with Randall Cobb, essentially, and <laughs> David Johnson. Like that's that's not going to do it for me. And so, yeah, like they're. They're they're all over the board. I feel like they're just they're bound to regress heavily. And uh, despite the best intentions and skills of Deshaun Watson, I just don't see that working out for them. So I really like the Colts in this division. And so I think that third place for the for the uh, Texans makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to admit it when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Deshaun Watson. I wasn't a big fan of his coming out. I thought. That frame was a little bit too delicate. I thought some of the throws he made, uh, you know, boggled the mind a little bit. But he is just a winner. Yeah, he told that really is what he is. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not like the analytical way to evaluate the situation. Right. But that is what he is. He just gets it done. He's like, and he is. You're not wrong about his frame. I mean, he has been very banged up. But like last year, he. He didn't. He, what, he didn't fly, but he like drove instead because he had mm-hmm. bruised or broken ribs. I mean, the guy is just nails. Like he's so tough, and um, you know you have to respect it. But you take DeAndre, you know, you take Hopkins off that roster. Don't replace him, and it just makes it. It's the cards are stacked against him, and that is a good division. That is a division that's getting better. Not the Jaguars, obviously, but everyone else oh, in the division is is only getting better. So it's going to be a tough road for them. Yeah, the Jaguars aren't even pretending like they're trying to be competitive this season. This is absolutely absurd in Jacksonville, yeah. doing everything humanly possible to ensure that uh, Trevor uh, Trevor is their next starting quarterback. By the way, I almost, yeah, I almost said Trevor Noah, which would be a weird pick. Oh, that would, yeah. <laughs> that would really be a shot. That would ensure that they're tanking for uh, the subsequent year if there's a good quarterback. <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's Spencer Rattler. I'm not sure who they're targeting in that 2022 draft, but congratulations uh, to Trevor Rattler. Rattler. Or did you stop it? Stop it. Uh, all right, let's move to the AFC West. Deep uh, cut. Deep, yeah, I hope you listened to last week's episode. Um, well, this, or, you know, our previous episode. Uh, the AFC West. Let's talk about one of the Hard Knocks teams, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Bavada has them plus 800 to go first, plus 250, 215 to be second, plus 175 third, plus 175 fourth. Yeah, I mean, you look at this division, and it is all over the place. I agree with the plus 800. I would not touch that, obviously, in this division. But, you know, like, all things being equal, I think they probably finish last. But, you know, at the same time, like, like you know, you've got these great odds on them finishing third as opposed to last, and so I would probably take that. I, I don't – I mean, without Derwin James, that yeah, is that's that's so hard. brutal. That's tough. Um, to lose him for the full season again. And, you know, they've, they've still got so much defensively, especially in, in the pass rush. And, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're a good team. They've got a good bunch of pieces. And Tyrod Taylor has definitely 
been a winner at times in this league. So it's not like he's, you know, just a nobody. I don't expect Justin Herbert to get a lot of playing time this season, but you know, they're, they're not a bad team and they're the kind of team that you can just see grinding out wins, ending up seven and nine, eight and eight. Um, and so, but like the Derwin James injury is just so tough. So I, I think I would take the odds on them finishing third. I, I'm not sold on Drew Locke. I'm not sold mm-hmm. at all on what the Raiders are doing. And so I think that they, I think one of those teams they finish better than, and one of them they probably finish worse than. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? I have not, actually. This year has been, it's been weird. I haven't been like super compelled to do it. How's, how's it been? It's been okay, but I will tell you that it, I guess it's the, the interesting part is the behind the scenes with how everything's being handled in terms of the COVID coronavirus well. testing and all that. Yeah. But the real standout to me and the guy who I had the, the most wrong perception about was apparently Melvin Ingram. Oh yeah. I, like I am I am shocked about how wrong I was about what who I thought Melvin Ingram was. Just yeah. uh wow. It's good good for him. What a great guy, great teammate. Uh I'm not saying that I didn't think he was either of those things before, but he he's mm. coming off really really well. It, is there a better duo in terms of I mean I guess Hunter and Ngakwe now with the Vikings, I still take Ingram and Bosa. Ingram and Bosa are as close as it gets. I just sort of biased here, but the Smiths are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're a distant third. I think that, I, like, the Niners have two very good ones, obviously, with um, with Armstead and Bosa. But, yeah, like, I, I agree with you. I think that those two are as good as it gets. Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney in Cleveland. Oh, wait, that Ooh, if that happens, <laughs> if it does. Where's Clowney going to go, by the way? Uh, I would like shift some of these odds heavily. Yeah, you know, again, it's a that, that's a great thing that I had the chance to talk to Chris Myers about this uh, this past week, and uh, mm. it's a it's a weird situation. It's really an unprecedented situation where a former number one pick who appears to be healthy, just by all accounts, is just completely pricing himself self out of the NFL. Is that seems like it's what it is? Like his his perception of who he is, and I think I think Chris actually made a really good point. In that, yes, you know, you're the number one pick, but after that first contract, it's production that matters, not your pedigree. And Clowney has just never been the pass rusher that we expected mm-hmm. him to be coming out of college. And yet he thinks he should be paid like an elite pass rushing defensive end. I, I mean, I think that that's just the case of a guy who loves the smell of his own stuff yes. you know like i think that and that's okay i like he is an incredibly talented player there's definitely he's he's a useful super useful player on any team he would make them better no mm-hmm. questions asked but you know like you can't expect to be compensated like miles garrett if you don't have the sacks of miles garrett you can't be you I, and you know and the other part of it is like if you're not that then you better be like the best locker room guy ever mm-hmm. and by all accounts that's not what he is. And and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's not. I don't think he's a bad guy, but he's just always relied on talent. I think you have talked about this before. And so like, and that talent has gotten him very, very far, yeah. but there's no like extra, that extra juice for him is, is non-existent in my mind. So I think that, yeah, that makes sense. And you know, there are, you want to talk unprecedented, like him and Earl Thomas are, and I would mm. even say like, obviously Antonio Brown, um, Fournette. Gabriel, Fournette, there are a lot of, free agents out there right now that are totally useful pieces for teams that aren't currently on a roster mm. a week outside a game. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I, my hunch is that eventually he'll get paid per game the way he wanted, but he might not get that full compensation that he was hoping for. 
hell, uh, even Eric Berry is out there. They're, oh, they're man. big names who have uh, are not participating in National Football League activities right now. For for the sake of both of us, I'm going to skip the NFC East and the NFC North because, you know, I think there's a degree of bias that goes into it. And, and we've got some time limitations. So let's jump right to the NFC South and let's talk about... Oh, this is hard. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Bavada has the Bucks plus 145 to finish first, plus 125 to finish second, plus 290 to finish third, and plus 2200 to finish fourth. Oh, I'm, you know, count me amongst the group that is totally buying into this. I think that I would take the odds on them finishing first. I, I just, I'm not saying that Brady is going to be an MVP. I'm not saying they're going to put up a million points, but... I just get the sense that they're going to be really, really solid. So, what were, wait, what's the difference between first and second there? Second was slightly uh, Yeah, it's plus, plus 145 versus plus 125. Okay, yeah. I, I will take the odds. I would have, it's the same thing that we started with, where, with the Bills and Patriots. I think they're a total toss-up with the Saints. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see. I don't think it's going to make a big impact, but... What, you know, sort of like the offshoots of the whole Drew Brees thing has on that locker room in particular, mm-hmm. who knows what's what's exactly going to happen with Alvin Kamara. Like, I mean, he's been holding out as of our recording. He hasn't shown up and we're not sure if he will, you know, before the season. And the drop off from him to Latavius Murray is substantial. And, you know, they bank on Kamara for so much. And so, you know, if they don't have all those pieces. I'm just, you know, and they were pretty healthy last year, like. It wouldn't surprise me at all, basically, if the Saints go, you know, ten and six this year or something. By the way, they were they were healthy aside from Breeze. But yeah. yeah. By the way, how bad a locker room guy does Leonard Fournette have to be to get cut by the uh, by the Jaguars when you know he accounted for you know he's flirting with two thousand yards if he doesn't miss that one game. Yeah, I know. I assume you're bringing that up because he could end up signing with Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. He's got to be 76 good, catches out of the tank. backfield might work with Tom Brady. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that the, the only thing that that gives me hesitation with the Bucks, it's not Brady for sure. It's just like that defense, that secondary. Uh, I'm not, I, they were like the number one run defense, I think last year, but they were one of the worst in past defense. They didn't get a lot better. And that would concern me. All right, I'm going to give you your choice for this last one in the NFC West. Do we go Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, or Seahawks? Ooh, let's go Cardinals. That's would have been my instinct as well. I'm uh, I'm glad you went there. Let's see the Arizona Cardinals, and that's genuine. The Arizona Cardinals <laughs> at Bavada plus uh, plus six hundred to finish first place. And I realized that I like I said that in a very like And that's genuine. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean it gen <laughs> it actually was genuine. They would have been an M G D draft commercial. They yeah. would have been my choice as well. But Bavada's uh, got them plus six hundred to go first. They've got them plus six hundred to go second. Uh plus one ninety third minus one ten fourth. Wow. I, I man, this is a really tough one. I yeah. kind of regret choosing, but <laughs> I I think that you know I love the odds on them finishing second. I don't think that they will, um, but like when you triple it up to third or second, I, I would love to get a piece of that action. I guess like I, the probabilities are that they'll finish last, but that division is 
brutal. I mean, yeah. look at those those four teams. All the the other three for sure all have absolutely legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. Um, you know, and I, I think there's a decent chance. Yeah, we talked. Apparently, the theme this week is slight quarterbacks because I could see. You know, I, I like if Kyler gets hurt, they're they're screwed. Oh, it's and, over. You know, it's all over, but I do think that they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams. And I, I could totally see a scenario where they, you know, they capitalize on that last play schedule. They, you know, the Niners have to play much better teams. The Seahawks have to play much better teams. The Rams have to play much better teams. The Cardinals get to feast on like the Bears and some of these other teams, right? And yeah. so I think that that helps a ton. And, uh, and I think that that could be the difference for them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like them at third or second in that just for the odds from an odds perspective, but you know, gun to head, I think that unfortunately they're probably in last. They need to shore up that defense just a little bit more. Yeah. When we talked about our, uh, who would be taking for offensive and defensive, uh, players of the year with the odds they were getting, my picks were Kyler Murray and Chandler Jones. So that oh, suggests man. that I, I do like this Cardinals uh, team quite a bit. I think Jones is a guy mm. who really gets thought of as one of the better defenders in the NFL as this team gets better. And you said, last thing, you said those other three teams have Super Bowl aspirations. Do you think the Rams are realistic? Uh, Yeah, I think they're in that group. <laughs> like if you gave me 10 teams that and you get the rest of the league, I think the Rams would be in that 10-team group that, that could win it. I Like, I don't think this year, obviously, we've got the Chiefs, but there's really no, to me, like, second-best team. I think, naturally, you're going to say the Niners because they were there. Meh. But I don't think so. Yeah, meh is right. Like, I'd like to see – I would like to hear what the odds are for the Niners because I think that them finishing third is totally in the realm of possibility given – some of the skill position injuries they have, given my questions about Garoppolo as their quarterback, given that DeForest Buckner is no longer there. I mean, are we expecting this Niners team to definitively be better than last year, and why? Super quick, Bavada is uh, plus 105 for first, plus 170 for second, plus 450 for third, plus 800 for fourth. Hey, man, plus 800. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're, look, the, the Niners are, what, two years removed from having the number two pick in the draft and drafting mm-hmm. Nick Bosa. I know that they they had, you know, injuries and, you know, Garoppolo wasn't there. And, um, you know, I, overall, like, I think that they're, <laughs> they're not that – like, if you stack them up with those other teams, like, who's to say that they are better than, you know, than the Seahawks, for example? Like, I, I don't necessarily see that. So, you know, there's definitely a scenario where they end up worse than the Cardinals, I think. All right. Well, we skipped them, but do you want to go back and do our divisions? Sure. Why not? Why don't we just close the loop completely? Let's, let's be be completionists here. We've yes. got. Uh, we'll start with the NFC East because my pain becomes before anyone else's. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see who's interesting here. We've. Uh, let's just but, do Eagles. No, I can't do the Eagles. That that hurts too much. Let's. <laughs> we're gonna do the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, Bavada has the Cowboys minus 120 first, plus 155 second, plus 475 third, plus 2200 fourth. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly a two-team race. I mean, I I see no way that... Man, it is clearly a two-team race. I think (laughs) that there's clearly... 
like there's a big drop off, but there's, you know, I shouldn't, the reason I stopped myself was I shouldn't say there's no way those other two teams jump up. Like they're mm-hmm. not in that like Dolphins and Jaguars category. Obviously Jets. you respect Jets. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. And so, or even, I mean, we didn't even talk about the Panthers in the South and I think that they have a chance to be better than, you know, like what we all assume is going to be fourth place probably for them. But yeah, like I think that these two teams are kind of in that group. And look, I, Ron Rivera being on that Washington roster as their coach is, is such yeah. a, an important factor. But like, <clears throat> does anyone believe in Dwayne Askin? No, like, and I don't Dwayne think he Askin does. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So while I think that they have like the pieces to vaguely make some games interesting and not go three and 13, like that's the likeliest scenario. So if you think about the Cowboys within that context, and then, you know, you've got the Giants who already have, I think the Giants have more pieces certainly, but Joe Judge is just, it's the opposite, right? Like the mm-hmm. Joe Judge thing is weird. And, yeah. you know, he's having corners take tennis balls to the back of their hands <laughs> and all that. And so I'm more, I'm more concerned about them probably from a coaching standpoint than from a talent standpoint. So that all being said, like, I mean, if you're going to say, again, I, I think that it's kind of from a, as a neutral observer and especially pre Dillard, cause I just think that he was going to have a really good season for them. But like, if, mm. if you're going to say that those are the two teams, I think that it's a coin flip. And I, I mean, I'll take the, the version that ha- that gives me better odds, which I think is them, the Cowboys being in second in this case. Yeah, I'm not as bullish about this Eagles team as uh, as you may be. I just they, I've I've been hurt before, so <laughs> I, I'm and not they still get, creep into the playoffs every time. Yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up though. But uh, it's just uh, Carson's got to stay healthy. That's going to be the big storyline this year, and whether or not they can manage to keep one of the talented wide receivers on the field at any given time is mm. going to be yeah. challenging. You know, Rager's is out. Jackson practicing. Yeah, Deshaun's Deshaun's fine. Deshaun is practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the starters will be Deshaun Jackson, J.J. Ortega Whiteside, who has apparently been better in training camp. But I mean, you kind of have to be. Low bar. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> extremely low bar. Greg Ward's a starter in the slot, uh, but obviously, there's going to be a lot of big personnel with Goddard and Ertz on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Sanders it's just, and multiple San- running Sanders backs. is dealing with a hamstring. So oh, that's that that's yeah, real fun. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they've put a call into Fournette to see if they can get him cheap. Ooh, but, he did pass through waivers unclaimed. So yeah, which yeah, there makes this, sense. This is a classic case of there has to be more going on than we know about. Because uh, yeah. that guy shouldn't have passed through waivers. If just I don't know. A twenty a twenty four year old running back with that pedigree who had twelve hundred yards rushing on four point three a carry and seventy six catches last year. You have to take on his deal though, don't you? Which last year of his I contract. Think, oh, of his rookie deal. Yeah. So he's what? He's probably at like five. It's maybe? four and a, it's four and a half, I believe. Four and a half. Okay. Well, maybe there's threats of him holding out or something. I don't know. Weird but threat yeah. for a guy who got cut. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Very good point. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hear you. Like, why wasn't why didn't Washington put in a claim there? Why didn't I don't know New England was a thought, although they have like a million running backs, they probably don't need to. Yeah, I mean, I like even Philly. I don't know that you guys like what's the scenario. I guess he would just play like the Jordan Howard role, but better. Is that kind of the thought? Yeah, I mean, this is the NFL has moved to a two back league, and right now the second yeah. back is 
either Corey Clement, Boston Scott, or Elijah Holyfield. So I don't. It's four point one, by the way. Um, mm. So I don't. Uh, no, I don't think there's a clear cut two, and they certainly don't have a big back on the roster. And at least Fournette can give you a little power. There so. has to be more. You're right. I mean, and that's that's not surprising, is it? Like we we all no. know that he's not like the best dude in in terms yeah. of the locker room. And the, or on the field, we saw the stuff with the uh, the fan in Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, totally forgot about that. He's had a wild career. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's what what? Yeah, I guess you're right. He he could definitely serve a role for them. Maybe there's another guy they've got their eye on that's going to be available come cut down day. You know, it's it's one of those things. I, I'm guessing that teams are loath to go sign or pick up Leonard Fournette when you know they've got. They're evaluating constantly right now, and yeah. you know we're we're two or three days away, or I guess at the time of this, one day away from um, you know cutting down to forty nine fifty three, and point. so you know just seeing what's out there. That's a really that's an outstanding point. Why make that move right now when you think you can get something similar for a fraction of the price tomorrow? And zero the headaches potentially. And zero right? the headaches. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the NFC North division, a division I think you know a little something about. Again, yeah. dealer's choice, sir. Bears, Lions, Packers, or Vikings? Let's just do the Packers. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. You're a, a stronger man than I am. The odds <laughs> here. Bavada has the Packers plus 180 the uh, at first place, the plus 170 second place, plus 290 third, plus 500 fourth. I think there has been a lot about what's been made of the Packers and having been very lucky over last year's 13 and three record, which undoubtedly they will not meet this year, by the way, I will be absolutely shocked. Like they won way too many close games. They were very healthy, um, like incredibly healthy. And I just, they're not going to be there. They didn't really add a whole lot this off season aside from Christian Kersey, who by the way, looks awesome. Apparently, um, I, you know, there's not a lot of ads to this team compared to last year. But when you look at the division, we talked earlier this week about the Minnesota Vikings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm, I just like you look at those other teams in the division. I don't know how you stack the Packers roster up against theirs and really feel like one of those teams is better. I mean, the Bears are terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. There is just no way. I'm more concerned about the Lions and the Bears. I, I mean, the Bears with Nick Foles and Foles and Trubisky, they're not, you know, they're not deciding on who it's going to be until the last second. David Montgomery's already hurt. Like, I, I, I just think that that's maybe they'll be better than last year. But again, talk about low bars. That's about as low as it gets. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I love the Packers getting first at plus one eighty here. I think it should be like plus one ten or something. And I, I think that fine, maybe it's a toss up between them and the Vikings, but I think it's. I think they're better than them top to bottom. And I do think that year two in the offense between Rodgers and LaFleur is going to be very, very good. There's a reason why they didn't take receivers. Apparently they love their young guys Ugh. in this system. And I, I mean, I disagree with it, but they, <laughs> they must, you know, they must've looked at, I think we talked about this after the draft. They must've looked at like, I don't know, whoever the guy would have been in the third round that's available and said, you know what? this guy's not going to be better than Alan Lazard for us or MVS or whoever he would have replaced at the bottom of the roster. Let's roll with what we've got. And it had a, like an eighth fullback to the roster with that pick. So nice. <laughs> that's pretty much what they do. I think the Packers are going to win this division. Uh, I find these odds a little bit interesting. First of all, it's very close between the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, Packers 180, 
Vikings plus 175 to finish first. I think it's interesting that the the sense here seems to be that the Lions are going to finish last with the uh, minus 115, the only minus number in the entire division to finish fourth. Yeah, I think that's just like the Bears get that Vegas boost, you know, like Chicago fans in every sport, really, aside from the White Sox, get like they get in there and they gamble and they bet on their team. And I think that the Bears... You know, I guess they're two years removed from the double doink, but I, God, their fans are so obnoxious with that stupid shit because they think that they, you know, <laughs> and, oh, if, if Parky makes the field goal, they win the Super Bowl. You know, and it's uh-huh. like, come on, dude. Like, they, they would have gotten rolled by the Rams or, or somebody else. I know nothing about that, but I can tell you for sure that if Kawhi misses that shot, the Sixers win the NBA Finals. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Oh, man. It's a shame we can't somehow work in Joel Embiid's non-ambiguous tweets into yeah. this, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. So I, I don't get that. I love the Lions at third or even second at place, I think, in the division because, or just the Bears at fourth, because I, I think by far the Bears are the worst team in this division. Maybe, honestly, maybe in the entire conference, and that's not an overstatement. Yeah, weird to say, but if the Lions stay healthy, that offense could be pretty explosive. For sure. I mean, it's just as as explosive as a Patricia lets them get. I know we, yeah. you and I talked about, I think it was last week, about how good Matt Stafford was looking before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean... 2,500 like, yards in eight games, 20 touchdowns. Just one of the most criminally underrated players, like, ever in the NFL, I think. And, you know, last year, no exception, of course, for Stafford. So hopefully he plays. And, um, you know, the one thing with him is, we I think we talked a few weeks ago about this, but like, as you think of the ramifications potentially of COVID, who are the people that this might directly affect? And, you know, our immediate thought was, you know, it goes to uh, more disciplined rosters are likely or to do better. Mm-hmm. But my the other thought is like, there are just random players in the NFL that are going to be sensitive about the possibility of opening themselves up or being vulnerable to the disease. Right. And I think that Matt Stafford is probably the first or second guy I would think of when it comes to that. So, you know, if the Lions locker room somehow has like us, you know, it happens and there's something there or, you know, I don't know, something along those lines where they play someone is it possible that Stafford's like the guy that doesn't end up playing in some cases? That's interesting. And, you know, what you're talking about has uh, been a storyline on Hard Knocks where Anthony Lynn just keeps beating it into his team that this is a different kind of year and there's a legitimate chance that the team that takes their precautions the most seriously all year is going to be the team that wins the Super Bowl. I We, we said that like two months ago. I mean... Yeah. It's it makes total sense. And I think that that's why, like, the more veteran teams, the teams that are candidly, like, in areas that are less likely to go out. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I think that those are those are the teams that we're going to see in the end. And it is going to be a wild offshoot year. But I think that it's one, you know, outlier year. But I think that it's one that we have to like as we're looking at these odds, even that we have to consider for sure um, in terms of like who, who will finish where. For sure. Well, Anshu, when we come back for this uh, second show next week, we will be doing NFL regular season game lines. How does that oh, feel? Oh, man. That sounds awesome. Um, I mean, there's a long way to go before that. Yes. Uh, weird things going to happen. But, uh, yeah, that makes me makes me happy. Yeah, this is, this is a really exciting time, and I was not sure we were going to get here. But uh, 
Oh, it's so close. It's so close. That, uh, that's going to be this week's episode of The Underdog for Anshu Khanna. I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next time.